I sing of war, of holy war, and him, captain who freed the sepulchre of Christ. Greatly he wrought by force of mind and limb, and greatly suffered, nobly sacrificed. Vainly did hell oppose him, Asia grim, vainly combined with Libya, hell enticed. Heaven favored him and guided back to fight under his sacred flag each errant night. And you, magnanimous Alfonso, who snatch me from fortune's rage, who guide to port, me errant pilgrim, battered to and fro, by waves and rocks that make my spoil their sport. Accept these sheaves with gracious eye, of you and yours, these votive offerings report. Perhaps one day my prescient pen will try, boldly to write what now mere hints imply. It well accords with reason that, if at peace, Christ's holy folk should find itself some day ready to make the fierce Thracian release, by force of ships and steeds, his unjust prey. Earth's scepter should be yours, or if you please, yours on the seas the undisputed sway. Meanwhile, be you as Godfrey was of yore, attend my song and gird yourself for war. Five years had passed since on their eastward course, the Christian warriors launched their lofty quest. Nicaea was already theirs by force, great Antioch too by stratagem possessed. This they defended in protracted wars with Persia's countless host, even as they pressed onward and conquered Tardis next. But here harsh winter made them bide the coming year. The winter rains were ceasing their control of the army's power to resume the war. When from his lofty throne, beneath which roll, unblemished fears of holy bliss as far as from hell's center to the utmost pole, so far as heaven beyond the highest star, the eternal father downward casts his eyes, and in one flash sees all the earth and skies. All things he saw then cast in the domain of Syria upon Christian leaders that exact gaze of his which will pierce the souls of men. To their inmost wills, there he saw Godfrey racked, with a pure need to oust the Saracen, from Salem's hallowed ground, a man compact, of faith and zeal, to whom the joys of earth, the fame, the sway, the spoils, were nothing worth. But in Baldwin next he sees a grasping soul, intent on grandeurs of the humankind, sees Tancred hold life cheap in the control of a hopeless love, the torment of his mind and sees how Bohemond makes it his goal to refound Antioch to him assigned, and in his new reign to establish law, good customs, arts, and true religion's awe. After the world's king had with piercing view laid bare the hearts of these and others, he called from his shining angel retinue, Gabriel, second of the first degree, who between God and his elected few is blithe interpreter and herald free who brings heaven's tidings earthward and repairs, skyward, bearing the zeal of mortal prayers. Said God unto his messenger, Go find Godfrey and ask him in my name, What need for more delay? Why is the fight declined by which enslaved Jerusalem shall be freed? Let him call his chiefs to counsel and remind the truance of their task, for he shall lead, I elect him here, on earth through their election. They, once his peers, shall fight by his direction. He spoke, and eagerly did Gabriel speed to perform his bidding, and in air rendered his viewless spirit palpable with mortal limbs and shape of an age somewhere between boyhood and youth. 
such human shell, but charged with awe and splendor everywhere. He made his own, and fixed upon his maze of golden curls a nimbus of white rays. White wings he donned, with tips of gold, whose climb is indefatigably swift and sure, with which through winds and clouds he soared sublime, above round earth's and ocean's curvature, so garbed down from eternity to time. From purest regions to a world impure, he swept, and first upon Mount Lebanon, paused, balanced on extended wings. Then on toward Tortosa's coast, he veered in flight, precipitously, down upon his embassy. Just then the sun was rising into sight, the face of dawn still half hid in the sea, while offering up his customary rite. Godfrey was praying to the deity. When, by a second sun, the light increased, and the angel rose before him from the east, saying to him, Godfrey, behold the day of battle is at hand, the seasons mend. Why then this interval? Wherefore delay to free captive Jerusalem? Go send for all your chiefs in council, and inveigh the laggards to remember this great end. You hereby God ordains their leader, and freely they shall submit when you command. God sends me as his envoy to reveal his purpose to you in his name, and oh, how firm your hope must be, how hot your zeal, entrusted with this force to crush his foe. He ceases and is gone, pure spheres conceal his form on high, Godfrey remains below. That blaze, those words, made his whole being start, his eyes in splendor lost, in awe his heart. But once recovered and reflecting who had come, who sent, what sense the words contained, he, if a thirst before, now burned to do, and finish the great feat for him ordained. No pride to be the first among the few, so chosen puffed the thoughts he entertained. Rather, by God's will his own will became, one with God's fire, a spark within a flame. Then his heroic peers, dispersed nearby, he summons to assembly, letter follows letter, and envoy envoy, humble prayers fly. Joined with high reasons, all designed to wetter, inflame the generous spirit, or to cry, where goodness lays asleep, awake, grow better, each word hits home, each phrase in his employ, compels and makes compulsion seem a joy. The leaders came, the others followed soon, and only Bohemon remained away. Some camped outside, to some Tortosa town, opened its wall-girt lodgings for their stay. The army's great ones gathered to commune, a glorious senate, on the solemn day. To them, great Godfrey thus began to preach, fate on his face, and thunder in his speech. Warriors of God, whom heaven's king did decree, healers of scars, his faith has suffered here, whom safely he did lead on land and sea, through blood and treachery, year after year, and fewer years than looked for, so that we made every rebel province yield in fear, and having conquered them and made them tame, spread his victorious banners and his name. Our dear ones and our nests we left behind, not, if this be no error, I assert, to risk the treacherous oceans, or to find, in distant wars, occasion to be hurt, for some brief plaudits of a vulgar kind, or the possession of barbarian dirt. Paltry the prize, and mean would be our goals, to spill our blood at peril of our souls. No, one far beacon guided all our minds, 
to store Mount Zion's noble walls, to cure the scandal of the shameful yoke which binds Christians in slavery so vile and poor, to refound Palestine so that worship finds religion's throne renewed there and secure, and none forbids when pious pilgrims bow at the great sepulchre to keep their vow. Well then, what we achieved was great, in risk greater in cost if less in fame, and nothing to our purposes if yet our force fail or strike where we never came to strike. What use if we raise such a threat of Europe's might and set Asia aflame, if our grand movement failed us after all, and rather than raise kingdoms, made them fall? Foolish is he who builds his empire, where the sole foundation is of worldly clay, to whom some few of foreign habits swear allegiance at whom hordes of pagans bay, who trust the Greeks of whom he should beware, with aid from the west a thousand leagues away. A man like that builds only to his doom, the walls he shakes down will become his tomb. Turks, Persians, Antioch, a famous list, of feats as glorious as the names are brave, Yet not our doing, if God did not assist, our strength, though strong we were, and save the palm for us, his gift, to balk or twist, the goal the giver aimed at when he gave, will make him take it back, I fear, till we strut as an idle tale through history. Let none be vile enough, God grant, to lose, or squander grace like his for tawdry gains. Let those to whom the thread is offered choose, to weave what glory fame holds in her skeins. Now that a clear path shines for us to use, now that the season smiles on us, what chains hold us from hastening to that city's door? Our destiny, what are we waiting for? Princes, I swear to you, and what I swear, the world will hear, and what I hear adjure, the future, yea, the saints in heaven will hear. Now is the time when all our plans mature, to bide a chance will make it disappear, make most uncertain what is now most sure. If we delay, this prophecy is mine, Egypt will come in aid of Palestine. He spoke, and a brief murmur went about, until the hermit Peter rose to view, who first preached the crusade and let it out, whose private voice princes and council knew. I second Godfrey, there can be no doubt. Incontrovertibly as here thought through, truth is a thing impossible to miss, therefore embrace it, I add only this. Unless I'm blind, the quarrels and the blame that each of you puts in the other's way, much like competitors in a foolish game, contrarious plans, slow deeds, mad disarray, don't cause themselves, rather, this is my claim. The cause of your disorder and delay is rule hangs in a scale suspended still by many thoughts without a common will. Where one sole man does not control the law, in whom rewards and sanctions find their source, from whom all duties and all powers draw, their being, government will veer off course. Ah, let one body knit your limbs in awe, make one sole head lend them its light and force, to one sole man's scepter and power bring, grant him the place and image of a king. Here the old man grew still, O light, O fire, divine, what mind, what breast is closed to you? You now the hermit's holy words inspire, etched in the hearts of all that chivalrous crew. Raise all ingrained, no all innate desire, that covets privilege or honors due. William and Guelph, those two of royal seed, the first were first to cry, let Godfrey lead. The rest concurred, above all others, he, 
must be the one to choose and to command, to frame laws for the vanquished, to decree whom to oppose and when in battle, and to use his erstwhile peers, even as he saw fit, as tools for his imperial hand, bearing the tale of what they thus decide. Fame, sped by human tongues, flew far and wide.